0: Hello and welcome to Virtual Roundtables Live, the broadcast that brings business leaders together to discuss and debate the latest industry topics and trends. Now over to today's host. Welcome to Inspired Business Media. Today, I'm joined by Leah Mills, Head of IT and Business Systems at Satellite Applications Catapult. Leah, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to learn a bit more about you and dive into your career. So let's give our listeners an insight into who you are and what you do. Um, start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your career to date.
1: Okay, so i um... I suppose, compared to maybe some other people, I'm quite new to IT. So I didn't really come into it until about 10 years ago. Um, and before that, I was doing administrative roles. Um, so I suppose from a, from a starting block to where I am now, it's gone pretty fast. Amazing.
0: Great. So talk to me a little bit about your roles before where you are now. Kind of, you said you, you're fairly new to the technology sector. Um, and you said you did kind of administrative roles beforehand so what was kind of your first role in technology so i was working as an uh, an administrator management
1: information and one of the things that we used to do was pull reports out and it was just drag and drop um, using like little squares of information i didn't know what they were they were just little squares that like, i dragged and dropped and in uh, and it and it built a report but you would you'd press the play button and as you when you went to press the play button there was all this sort of writing and I discovered that it was sequel I was fascinated by it um and then I was we had a bit of a situation at work and I was tasked to try and find a solution for it and was in and put sort of like a, a query out on this internal forum for I worked in education so it was like an internal forum for help and somebody came back to me and I um discovered what SQL was how tables worked how you got data out of um databases and I was just fascinated by it and um I was yeah and I suppose from there that was where I was thinking this sounds like amazing and then I was given an opportunity to apply for a job as a a database administrator and that was it then (laughs) you could say that was the start of everything
0: that's really interesting because I feel like the the kind of traditional narrative is oh I did maths and science in school and then you know someone in my family was was working in STEM or, or whatever so it's really refreshing to hear that kind of you were you were on your career path and then something sparked that interest you know kind of not in the the traditional way I think we sort of think that you know a lot of us decide what we want to do when we're very young or when we're you know, teenagers or something like that, and then that's what we do forever. Um, so that's really refreshing to hear that you kind of you made that switch, and also you've been really successful from it as well. Really interesting. Thanks, Miriam. No worries. So obviously, you're you're fit. You said you're fairly new to technology, Bob, but but starting about ten years ago. So you've been in it for, for quite a while. You know, anyway, what has been the biggest challenge you faced? Um, in the past sort of 10 years, would you say, in your career? And how did you overcome it? I think it's coming
1: at it. I think it's coming into it with a sort of zero knowledge. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the colleagues I was working with, like you say, they've done IT at college and university, or they'd been tinkering around with computers since they were five. Um, and I remember when I first started looking at SQL and then somebody said to me, you know, what else would you like to get into? I just had absolutely no idea um, because it was like this vast sort of subject area, as far as I was concerned. So I think the biggest challenge for me was knowing where to start and also trying to absorb as much information as I possibly could in the shortest period because I, I felt like I just didn't know enough. And actually I still feel like that today. You know, I don't know enough. I wish I could have that thing in the matrix where they plug it into the back of your head and you can just upload loads of things. So it was for me at the very start and I suppose continuing it's about, you know, trying to, to, to get as much knowledge as I can um, mm-hmm. so that I can um, support people in the best way that I can um, understand, you know, the latest things that are happening Mm-hmm. So I think when you come at it later and you're surrounded by peers, you've been doing it since they were kids or teenagers, you sort of feel a little bit like, okay, I need to catch up.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd say that's that's true for kind of any industry coming into it yeah. later. I yeah. mean, myself, you know, I've, 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 you know, had jobs that aren't within, you know, business or events. And coming into that and kind of being brand new, this shiny new thing <laughs> Trying to dive into the industry it is really difficult that brings me on to on nicely to my next question obviously starting the way you did in technology with having not not much knowledge is an achievement in itself but what would you say has been the biggest achievement in your career or an event that you're most proud of so far
1: um that's a difficult one i think as a, well I suppose there's a couple of things I've since I've been working in the I guess the IT sector I've I, I've caught up in a sense that I've I've completed a IT and computing degree and then I've gone on and done a master's as well or whilst w- working full-time but I think some of the biggest achievements is watching people grow um, so when you become a leader you want to see that you're doing a good job mm. and you can realize that the way that your team respond. and at my last place that I worked the team went from 21 to about 40 and we were not necessarily known as the greatest team in in our in our um, business and when I left we really were one of the greatest teams and just to see people um, working alongside you Buying into your vision on all of those things—that's you feel like you're actually achieving something, and that you're helping them to achieve things as well. And I think that that's what makes it, you know, that's what makes going to work every day much more interesting than just saying, "Oh, I work for this company and I do this every day."
0: (laughs) Yeah, you make people. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get on to kind of leadership in a second, but I just wanted to touch on the fact that you've completed a master's while working full-time first of all congratulations that's that's an amazing achievement how did you manage kind of balancing that and being in a demanding full-time leadership role at the same time
1: I think when you decide to do something uh any sort of study when you're working full-time you've got to commit to it and you have to realize that you probably will lose your evenings and your weekends and on those really sunny weekends like we've just had um, this weekend it's liable that you could be sat in front of your laptop working away but I think it's that goal Um, you know you've you decide to do something there's a reason that you've decided to do it and then you just keep that always in, in in front of you because I think it's awful if you if you start something and I I mean everybody's circumstances are different and even when I did my first degree I took a couple of years away from it I did a degree through the OU and I had to take a couple of years out yeah. because of different things that are happening in my life but I think it but I went back to it and I think if you can just keep that goal in in your sort of sights that and, and that's where you want to be it can just keep you moving but you have to acknowledge that Probably not going to be able to go out on the weekends and go out um, in the evenings and make the most of some of the weather sometimes because you've committed to doing some study and um, and I think if you can get your mind around that um, mm-hmm. then that's brilliant and also if you're bus- if the business that you're working for can support you um, sometimes they let you they might let you have a half day every now and then to catch up with a little bit of work so mm-hmm. um, yeah that's always helpful so if you are thinking of doing some study have a chat with your boss and see if you can get a little bit of time because <laughs> that's always quite helpful
0: even if it's just two hours um well I guess it's only going to benefit them in the long run yeah. as well you're you're upskilling just in a in a different way to kind of training within a company that's it's right. a benefit then and and it's going to pay dividends to you as well um you know studying while you're working is just going to make you even more of an asset to the to the company you work for that's really great advice and again congratulations for that because I know people that have done masters while working and it's it's not a walk in the park it's very very tough like you said you give up your free time and and a lot of people around you have to be very understanding of that as well um so yeah congratulations again thank
1: you (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it's done now and I can enjoy the weather (laughs) as long as
0: it lasts it's (laughs) paid off (laughs) (laughs) you've had various leadership roles within your career so far what would you say are kind of the pillars of what makes a good leader
1: I think that you should be you as a person I think if you treat people the way that you want to be treated I know that sounds really simple but you know you're not dealing with children you're dealing with adults and they know what they're there for um and they're looking to you for guidance and leadership that's your role um yeah there are times when you might have to manage a situation or manage a person in terms of their um you know their work or whatever but if you're in a leadership role they're looking to you for guidance and and I just think if you're yourself um you treat people as you want to be treated and you are always there to support them I don't think you can go too wrong with that. I think it becomes difficult when um, you lose sight of that. You know, if you become a bit dictatorial or a bit micromanaging or those sorts of things, they can put people off. You want people to work with you and for you. Um, So if you can inspire that sort of commitment within your teams, um, it just makes being a leader so much easier. Um, And you know, and then you achieve so much because it's all about teamwork.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's wonderful advice. And you say it's simple, but I think a lot of people forget, you know, they're so focused on success and maybe targets or whatever it may be that they forget that they're working with people that are ultimately going to make them better, make their team better. So going back to basics and just thinking, right, how would I want to be treated in this situation? How would I want to grow Within this role or whatever, that's that sounds it's really important. Yeah, definitely. So as we know, the technology sector is still very much male dominated. I'm just wondering if you've faced any challenges as a woman being in such a male-dominated sector. I
1: think you, yeah, you can't get away from the fact that it's still male-dominated. And when I did my masters, there was only two, me and one other. Um, Women in my class. Right. Um, if I attend conferences, it's probably ninety percent men. Mm. Um, but I think it's important not to allow your gender to define you. Um, I think if you focus too much on, or no, personally, I feel if I focus too much on being a woman, it could limit me. It could then make me think, oh, maybe I can't do that, um, and that's that's not how you should approach anything. Um, any industry whatsoever you know there are men who are the smallest minority in other industries aren't there so you know it works both ways but there will always be challenges Um, some of those will be perceived you know perhaps by me Mm -hmm. Um, you know like I said you know a lot of my a lot of the colleagues that I worked with had been tinkering around with computing since they were nine And, and they were male, they were male colleagues who'd been doing that, whereas I've been playing with my Cindy dolls, you know, so, you know, naturally, we're you know, we had, we had a different background, but you don't want to allow that to stop you from feeling like you can also achieve, Mm -hmm. and I, I think the fact that my career has, has sort of gone quite quickly from, from being a, a, a database administrator or not even being a database administrator, but um, from starting from scratch, I suppose, up into being a leader in the industry just shows that, you know, there will always be challenges, but you, you know, just don't, don't focus on the challenges, focus on where you want to be. And I think that's the most important thing.
0: Absolutely. That's really great advice. What advice would you give to technology leaders on how to bring more women into those tech leadership roles? I mean, obviously, it's a bigger it's such a big problem, maybe coming from, you know, education, not having that kind of visibility in education for girls to think that, OK, I can go into that role. Um, but yeah, just wondering if you had any advice, to technology leaders and how to bring females into those key roles.
1: I think if possible, if you can grow your own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: um so look within your own teams and see you know whether you've got any any female colleagues that you know might want to achieve um and move forward in their careers in in tech but maybe feel that they don't have the capacity or aren't sure or feel like um it's not for them because it maybe all of their colleagues are male and it's something they're not sure about so um I, I think definitely um to try and um you know, look within your own companies and women who are in leadership roles to help other women as well, move forward their careers. So, um, where I've just come from, my head of operations was female and, um, I made sure that my succession plan was her. Yeah. Um, because it, it gave her the opportunity then to step into my role, um, when I left and, I think as a female leader, when you're recruiting, um, being aware that often women won't apply for a job if they can't tick everything that's on the list. Um, So maybe think about the way that we write job adverts, job descriptions, um, and also use our networks to reach out to people um, Mm -hmm. to encourage them to maybe apply for a role or if they've thought about a role. And, you know, even if even if it's something that you don't have everything for I say be brave (laughs) maybe just apply because you never know um I was coaching somebody actually it was it was a man and he said I won't apply for a job if they say I need a degree I said but you've got 10 years worth of experience Mm -hmm. you know and and I think it just goes back to that you know not limiting yourself um, and and just trying something and being brave and yeah people in industry like me I can help other women um I can help grow my own um and that's what I tried to do in my last place where I had a bigger team and I did have some women in my team um and yeah just
0: I'm not sure what else really at the moment I guess that's my only thoughts no that's wonderful advice and I think that's really practical advice as well um yeah fantastic and i think you mentioned something interesting there about how we write job adverts um and being very very specific um you'll always see that on job applications like you know you need a degree in in this field or a related one and nine times out of ten people don't have that and can do the job just as well or, or learn just as well than anybody else i mean your prime example of that you know coming into your role a little bit later in life you know not having again that kind of traditional narrative if you have, had maybe limited yourself you wouldn't be in the position that you are now
1: yeah oh I nearly didn't apply for the role
0: did you know there were
1: so many things on the list that I felt like I couldn't do but I spoke to a very good friend and they said can they they just took it away from me and they said can you do this and I was like oh yeah I could do that I yeah I've done da, 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 and sort of, and it was just the way it was worded Mm. And after I spoke with a friend and we went through, it, I suppose, put it into plain English, I realised that there were things, there were quite a lot of things on there. Um, so, yeah, it, it really is important to, if you're seeing a job and you really like the idea of it, just go for it. Maybe even phone up the recruiting manager and have a conversation with them. Absolutely. Um but yeah, or, you know, bounce an idea off a friend and, and try and boil it down to actually its constituent parts because there'll always be things written in there and you think, I have never even heard of that. Um, and a true example is um, when I once applied for a job, there was something in there. And after I got the job, I asked the hiring manager, so what is this then? And they went, oh, I don't know. I was just in the job description when I got given it. So,
0: <laughs> well, if there's anybody listening or watching that's thinking, hmm, shall I apply for that job? I'm not sure. <laughs> apply for it. Yeah. What's the worst? That can happen? <laughs> exactly. What is the worst that can
1: happen? You better know. But you know, we all get turned down for jobs all the time.
0: You know, just be brave. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You've given some great advice so far, Leah. The the last bit of advice that I, I, I would like to get from you is if there's anybody out there um you know females or whatever that are looking to move into technology. Um, perhaps, you know, perhaps there may be young girls or women that want to get into technology, or maybe they're, they're women that are already in a different career and quite established, but want to make that move. What advice would you give to them to kind of kind of step forward and, and make their way into a technology, um, sorry, a career, a career in technology? Um, if it's what you love,
1: then don't let anything hold you back. Mm-hmm. When I was nineteen, twenty, I I really liked computers and I thought I'd quite like to get into IT and at the time I was thinking maybe like an IT service desk role but all my friends that I knew worked in IT were boys so I thought it was a boy job
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it took me a long time to realize it wasn't a boy job, it's a job. So you know, if you're interested in how things work or you just like, you just like playing around with the computer or you just think it'd be something you'd be interested in going for, just go for it, you know, you know, reach out to someone that maybe, you know, works in the industry, try and get some work experience, Um, you know, just see what it's like Um, and and don't be put off by whatever age you are because you can always
0: start again. Absolutely. Again, brilliant advice. Thank you very much. So I just wanted to um, move on to your the industry that you're currently in. Um, what are the kind of biggest challenges in your industry at the moment, would you say? Okay, so I'm still quite new to this sector. So this is, I'm in the space
1: and satellite sector, which just sometimes blows my mind about how I'm even, um, even working in this sector. So um, we're looking at, you know, how satellites can really support Um, the future of the world, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) just small (laughs) challenges. (laughs) You know, how how technology, how satellite technology can help with climate change, um, food shortages. Um, There has been, there was a piece in the paper not that long ago about um, a satellite that we helped launch that's helping with debris that's out in space. Um, So, yeah, the, the challenges that I suppose we look at is... You know what's happening in the world, and how can we use space
0: technology to help support that? So yeah, not
1: maybe not your normal ones.
0: No, definitely <laughs> not. I've never heard an answer like that before. It's <laughs> Really interesting. Do you have any exciting projects coming up that you that you're able to share with us?
1: Um, so I suppose just to be just to be transparent, my team. Um, and not the rocket scientists, although secretly maybe in our hearts we'd like to be, or we're not necessarily the satellite engineers, but we support um, all of those parts of the business that do those things. Um, and I have to be careful because I know that there are some things that I can't talk about, which I never thought I'd say before, because normally it's just, yeah, yeah, they we're doing this. Um, but they're, hmm, what can I say? I suppose the things that are coming up that are exciting are just things where satellites are going to be helping with. Um, we've got something called Living Labs, okay. which is where we're using satellite technology to help with um, the healthcare. So if people are in an ambulance, instead of the doctor having to wait for the um, person to arrive at the hospital, they can use satellite technology where the doctor is able to see through. Um, almost like a a visual that um, and be able to look at the person see their um, their vitals and all that sort of thing to help them before they actually arrive at the hospital so that's something at the moment I probably said it all wrong Uh, but (laughs) what I will say is to go on our website and have a look at the living lab stuff that we're doing because it's just amazing
0: really amazing fantastic that's so interesting and it's great that you're you're kind of going to be you know integral to that that technology coming about that's that's really really fascinating so what would you say is next for your in your industry and what kind of future trends and innovations do you see
1: um so I suppose it, it's just what what we sort of briefly talked about and that's how we use space and satellite to support you know the human race and all the different things that um, you know all the challenges that we have at the moment. I mean, for me also, it's around that cybersecurity piece. How we're still keeping people safe so they can do the jobs that they need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to access data really quickly for different things. Um, we have a lot of earth, earth observation data that's used in projects. So um, satellites, um, looking at how. The earth moves, maybe the way that the landscape is changing and what that means um, for farms or water supplies, or um, we're looking at um, you know, how to uh resource the renewable energy. Um, so yeah, it's uh obviously I'm not doing all that by myself. (laughs) It's it's pretty impressive to it. (laughs) But but, um I suppose it's uh, you know, we're just part of that industry you know we're part of that business so Mm -hmm. everything we do supports that I suppose it's a little bit like what that man said he cleaned um, NASA and he said you know he was a cleaner but they said what are you doing he said helping to put the man on the moon so I think you know um, and I think that's really important actually if you work in IT and you work in a business you're sometimes you're not the most technical department and certainly in my current company we are not the most technical department in the business Mm -hmm. because we really do have rocket scientists um, but it's about making sure that those people can do their jobs and that the technology is ubiquitous but discreet and doesn't cause them hassle. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're integral to everything. Without you, it wouldn't get done. So, <laughs> well, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Leo. It's been an absolute pleasure to to chat to you. It's been really thank interesting. You. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Virtual Roundtables Live. Make sure to visit our website www.virtualroundtables.com to learn more about upcoming webinars and events.